Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And uh, let me just say this. It has been a pleasure the last couple of years to be your pastor. (laughs) I can't always say it has been. I can't lie about it, but (laughs) it's been a pleasure to be your pastor. And uh, I know God's got good things for us in store. I want to share with you this morning... uh, Something. Well, let me just say this. Fathers, you rock. (laughs) You're mighty. You're powerful. You're men of God. I have to, uh, I want to say that fathers, you have been called to be not only the head of the wife, but also the head of the home. But let me just say this. With that, I believe in the priesthood of the believer. So every believer including women, are priests. Mm -hmm. But with that, what is the head? The head is the source of life. It's the source of life. Uh, I remember John Osteen telling a story years ago about this village that got their water uh, from, from a creek or a river that ran by their village And there was this period of time where people started getting sick and actually people started dying. And so they they decided that they were going to go up the creek and and check it out. So they went up so far in the creek and they found where a sow had fallen into the creek and drowned and was caught in the, in the, the roots of a tree and it was poisoning the water. So... Poison was coming through the source of life. And so I want to say, fathers, you are the greatest source of blessing to your home and to your children. Okay? And you might feel inadequate. You know, there's, there have been times I have felt inadequate as a father. As a father. I always think sometimes they turned out in spite of me, not because of me. (laughs) But you know, God is faithful. God is good. And so I'd like to share with you, this is something that, uh, this was a study that the FBI had done. uh, And it says this, it says, uh, what is the biggest problem in our country. It says, the lack of a father's blessing. Says the FBI studied 17 kids that have shot their classmates in little towns like Paducah, Kentucky, Pearl, Mississippi, and Littleton, Colorado. All 17 shooters had only one thing in common. They had a father problem. Uh, I see, uh, he goes on to say, I see it so much, it's just unbelievable. There's something about when a man doesn't get along with his father. 
It makes him mean. It makes him dangerous. And it makes him angry. Which I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, I tried to be as honest with you as I possibly can without scaring you off. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, over the years I've had anger issues. I've dealt with it, you know. First of all is my behavior modification. Behavior, you know, you just, when, when anger rises up, you just act differently. That's behavior modification. But then there's also the healing of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so, uh, and so I've seen great relief in, uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit in my life in dealing with issues of anger. Because of uh, because my relationship with my father wasn't that great, and I I've forgiven him, and actually I'm starting to look at the good. There, you know, there are good things, which I'm going to share uh, one one little thing later. One last uh, story and illustration uh, before I go on. There was this play, this sanctuary, this animal sanctuary in Africa, and they, uh, they discovered that the rhinos were being killed. And they first, at first they thought it was poachers, but then they found out that nobody was poaching. They weren't taking the ivory. They weren't taking, they weren't taking anything. These rhinos were just being killed. And then they discovered it was the elephants, the young elephants were destroying the rhinos. And then they, they realized that at one point to for population control, they took out the older elephants. So the younger elephants didn't have a, a role model to follow. And so what they did to cure the problem, they brought, they brought in senior elephants. And it actually cured the problem. It cured the problem. I mean, these, these young, young elephants were going wild. <laughs> elephants gone wild. <laughs> but when they brought in the older, uh, the older elephants, they were able, by example, to set, uh, to set things in order. So with that in mind, I've already said this, Father, well, fathers, you are the head, you are the source for blessing, but you're also the source for the curse. Hallelujah. And if you, and if you haven't been the greatest, you can reverse it. Yes. There's a thing, I, I like to say, reverse the curse. Jesus has already reversed the curse. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. I don't know if you know it, but uh, I don't think there's any natural-born Jews in here. I think you're all Gentiles. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, you don't have to go too far in the scriptures. You don't have to go too deep in the scriptures to realize and discover that 
that Father God is a blesser. There is more about Him blessing than cursing. And a lot of times where, where we think, well, God cursed these people, the reality is it was just, it wasn't that he cursed them, it was a it was a consequence of them not walking in the ways of the Lord. You know, there was uh, I'm just full of stories this morning, but they gave me a little more time, so hallelujah. Uh, there was actually, we actually had years ago, we had a guy come. He was a Christian singer. And uh, he sang here. I, his name was Tim, Tim Lumen. I don't know if any of you remember. Okay, Tim. Well, you know, I became friends with him on Facebook, and he started posting pictures. And he posted a picture of him when he was in the army. And he was standing, and apparently he was doing guard duty patrol duty, picket duty, and he was standing in front of a sign that said, you know, don't go beyond this point because the Americans didn't control that. So in other words, if you go beyond this point, you travel at your own risk. You know, when God, uh, when God sets up, uh, when God sets something up, a, a system or laws, it's not, to, it's not to restrict you, it is to protect you. Yes. Yes. It's to protect you. And so sometimes we get out beyond that. We get out beyond that, but let's, let's reel it back in, okay? First of all, what I want to do is point out from the scriptures that we are to imitate. This used to really bother me. But the scripture says we're to imitate our heavenly father. Be holy. Listen to this one. Be holy as I am holy. <laughs> How do you want to compare yourself with God, you know, in holiness? But be holy for I'm Holy. And then I'd like for you to go uh, in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Fathers, you still rock. Okay? You with me? You're awful quiet this morning. <laughs> those that are fathers and those that want to be. If you don't want to be, don't sow the seed. Huh? That's just a word to the wise. I'm protecting some kids, I tell you. But in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. I'm going I'm to apply this to the fathers this morning. Because God, our Heavenly Father, is the greatest example of a father who blesses. Okay? Say no condemnation. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say no condemnation. No condemnation. We've all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, so, but we are thankful that the Spirit of God and the blood of Jesus cleanses us so we can walk, get back in step, and, and grow. Remember what uh, the scripture I used early? 
earlier that we are confident that he who began a good work in you will complete it. He will complete what he started. He will finish what he started in our life. He's going to finish. See, I know Christian songs too. Not very many, but... (laughs) No, I know them. He says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear, dear children. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, a sweet-smelling aroma. There are many aspects of God that we could follow, but I want us to focus on the act of blessing, on the act of a blessing. But before we do that, did you notice in the, the first word of, of the verse was therefore? What's that therefore? Therefore means it is connected to the previous verse. So when he, when he says therefore, if you haven't or you're not familiar with the previous verse or you haven't read the previous verse, you need to go look at it because it's connected with being an imitator of God. So we look at verse 29, familiar scripture because I use a lot, but he says, there, he says, let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth, but that which is good for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. That sounds a lot like blessing to me. When we stop cursing our seed, when we stop cursing, and I'm not talking about cussing, there's a difference between cussing and cursing. Cussing would be using the four-letter words. Cursing is when we speak negatively against somebody else or something else. So when he tells us, to not letting any corrupt communication proceed from out of our mouths. He's telling telling us to stop the cursing and, and allow blessing to start coming from the inside of us. He says that it may minister. Somebody says, oh, I wonder what my ministry is. This is it. What is my ministry? Your ministry is to go around speaking blessing. That's your ministry. I found out that if you can't do this one, you can't do the rest. Now, I know there are preachers that that lambast their congregations. (laughs) Years and years ago, we used to have, not, not my church, but the church we attended had a Saturday night prayer meeting. And... It used to be the hottest thing in town because the charismatic movement was, was going on. And this was one of, the, one of the few churches in town that had a charismatic, uh, you know, meeting. But then after time went on, other churches started to pick up on this, on the, char- on the charismatic, speaking in tongues, that sort of thing. And so the Saturday night prayer meeting started to lose attendance. And so we were faithful. My wife and I were faithful. We went to every Saturday night prayer meeting. And every Sunday morning, (laughs) the pastor would get up and browbeat the church for not showing up to the Saturday night prayer meeting. 
And I was there and I felt guilty. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you learn about what not to do yeah. more than what to do. So I decided if I ever become a pastor, I'm not going to be beating up on people. You know, I used to, well, there was one guy, one guy by the name of Floyd Brown. Floyd was, if what Mr. Clean looked, remember Mr. Clean, what he used to look like, a lot more, you know. But anyway, Floyd looked like Mr. Clean. And he'd always come up to me and he'd say, I don't ever, I don't feel like I've been to church unless the pastor stepped on my toes. I forget what I told him. But I don't think you have to step on people's toes. I think you have to give people the word of God. I think you have to let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth but that which is good to edification. Edification means to build up, yes. not tear down. Yes. So if you want to know why I'm like I, the way I am, that's one of the reasons, <laughs> among others. But he says, he goes on to say, let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth, but that which is good to edification, that it may minister grace to the hearer. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you're sealed under the day of redemption. Two things here is cursing others or curse. You know, you can even curse your job. You can curse your home. You can curse. There's a lot of things you can curse. You remember the, the Israelites started cursing their manna. It wasn't a happy outcome. <laughs> I used to tell, you know, we, we used to live on hot dogs <laughs> and chicken. Buttered noodles. Butter noodles. <laughs> I remember, uh, I don't know who it was, somebody was complaining. And I said, don't curse your manna. Don't curse your manna. I remember the church, this was years and years ago. We were still living in our in our mobile home, bought us a quarter of a beef. And Rebecca said, Dad, this is the best chicken I've ever had. (laughs) We didn't know what beef was. We didn't even know how to spell it. (laughs) But it was the best chicken we ever had, I'll tell you that. He says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed until the day of redemption. You know, there's there's more teaching about the mark of the beast than the mark of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) There is the mark of the, I am marked with the Holy Spirit. I am sealed under the day of redemption. I don't have to worry about the mark of the beast because I'm already sealed. I've got the mark of Jesus on me, the mark of the Holy Spirit, and I walk in victory and not in defeat. How about you? Because we are confident of this very thing. He who began a good work in us shall complete it until the day of his coming. Let me just give you a brief definition 
for blessing. Blessing is God using a human to impart his message and image, his message and image of identity and destiny into the heart of another person. In, a, in other words, it is empowering somebody to succeed. I personally, I believe it is my responsibility to impart to you messages that will show the, the identity and destiny that God has for you. Yeah. So what is a curse? A curse is Satan using a human to impart a message and image of identity and destiny to the heart of another person. It is an empowerment to fail. You notice how close the definition is. But whose image are you imparting? Whose image are you imparting? Well, you're familiar with this, but John 10.10 says, The thief does not come but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So when Satan is using someone to impart cursing, he is coming to kill, steal, and to destroy their, their, uh, the image of their identity and destiny. When we are speaking for the, for the Lord, we are imparting the image of, of identity and destiny that God is speaking over your life. You say, well, pastor, when you say these things, I don't feel like I'm walking in it. That's why I'm saying these things so that I can impart grace to you so that you can start seeing it, you can envision it, and you start walking in it. You know, God spoke to Abraham after, uh, after Lot departed, and he said, look northward, southward, eastward, westward, every place that you see and every place that you put your foot upon is yours. Envision God's identity on your lives. Envision his destiny on your lives. Your... your uh, your identity is who you are. It's who you are. You're not some loser. You're not some barely get along. You're not some, you're not a, you're not a, um, a mistake. You are ordained of God for such a time as this. You're brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. What's your destiny? It's what you're called to do. It's what you're called to do. So God wants to improve it. Satan wants to destroy it. In Revelation chapter 12, in verse 10, he said, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven. You say, why are you always yelling? Because the Bible says he heard a loud voice in heaven. Well, you like, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now, say now. now. Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. Why have they come? For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. Yes. 
If you want to get thrown out of the if you want to get thrown out of the presence of God, or if you are experiencing the presence of God and you don't like it, start complaining. Especially about other people. Because God says, I'm tired of this and threw him out of heaven. He doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, but I'm just sharing this in love. I don't want to hear it in love. Something shared in love, it doesn't matter what, what you think it is. It's still, it's still putting a bad image on somebody that God wants to, that God has ordained to bless. God, fathers, you're awesome. You're awesome. You rock. Because I'm going to get to you in a minute. But he goes on to say, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. We don't want to forget the blood, but also the word of their testimony. Fathers, you and I have the ability to speak a testimony, a blessing into our children, into our family, and into wherever we go that is going to speak identity and destiny that's going to cause our children to succeed in life. Cause our children to prosper in life. I believe also can cause them to walk in health. Thank you, Lord. So it's obvious the father's serious about what's being spoken to his children because he threw the devil out for speaking curses and accusations. The Greek word for blessing uh, is, the, is the Greek word we get, uh, we use the word eulogy. It means to bless. It also, it also means to speak well of. That's good. How do I bless somebody? I speak well of them. Amen. Some people you just have to say, man, you sure breathe good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, sometimes you have to dig deep. But you know, people are made in the image and likeness of God. So there is a way. You know, even even some people that are walking in wickedness still carry the image of God. They are so creative and evil. Where do they get that creativity from? Not to do evil, but creativity comes from God. God didn't give it to them to be evil. They just twisted it, or the enemy, because maybe they hadn't received the blessing. So blessing is to impart God's vision into another's life. Cursing is to impart Satan's vision into another's life. How many of you know that all of us need a little boost? We all need a little boost. Well, here's my, my positive story about my father. One of them. My dad grew tomatoes that would sell themselves. <laughs> I, I, I was a stutterer. Sometimes I slip into it even now. 
But uh, I would have to carry door-to-door tomatoes. And I'm just like seven years old. A lot smaller than I am now. <laughs> and so I'd go up and knock on the door, and they'd come to the door, and they'd stand there and look at me, and I'd go, uh, 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 and they'd say, uh, are you Glenn Hilton's boy? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a bag. Why? Because they knew the tomatoes were good. Why? Well, I, I don't know if M- Melody still has. She brought up a picture and put it on Facebook of me, and Re- I was holding Rebecca in my one arm. We call that the blast from the past. But anyway, we had a picture of Rebecca sitting in a high chair eating a three-pound tomato <laughs> that my dad grew. And those tomatoes, I, I mean, they, they tasted good. But you know something, my dad knew those tomatoes needed more than the natural nutrients that were coming from the soil. He had a little, he had a green solution called Miracle Grow. <laughs> Miracle Grow. It doesn't matter. I, I, I got to use Miracle Grow, whatever. I never was very good at growing tomatoes. But anyway. So we, all of us, need a boost. All of us need a blessing. All of us need a good word. All of us need a eulogy, someone speaking well of us, not just when we die, but, but now in life, we need people speaking well of us. And if you don't have anybody else, do it yourself. But it reminded me of a Joe Cocker song. What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you get up and walk out on me? Lend me your ear and I'll sing you a song. I'll try not to sing out a key. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Oh, I get high with a little help. From my friends, oh, I'm going to try with a little help from my friends. You need a little help from your friends. Well, I I don't need anybody. Yes, you do. You need people. You need people. Oh, another one. Oh, what is this? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's just not there. (laughs) I can see the movie it was played in. Lean on me. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. It won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. You just might have a problem that you'd understand. We all need somebody to lean on. Anyway, I messed it up, but... uh, 
So we need somebody. You might not need it at the moment, but you need somebody now. And you, actually, you need, you need encouragement more than you're getting. I like, you know, Jesus said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So, in other words, I, I'm getting from that that if I began to speak blessing, then blessing's going to come back to me. Yes. Scripture says, if one would have friends, they must show themselves friendly. Yeah. Show themselves friendly. Thank you, Lord. Blessing is a necessity for future success. Fathers, your family will either thrive or just survive on the pronouncements that you make over them. Your family will either thrive or just survive. Let me just tell you this. If you didn't have positive reinforcement, there is another father. There is a Father in heaven. You still have to maybe deal with a few things, but there is a Father. So if you didn't get, if you didn't get the, that a boy, you're, you know, you're going to succeed. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You can do it. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. There's a Father. You know, I got a prophetic word, and it, it just bothered me because... And it, it came more than once. It was a prophetic word where God is speaking to me and he says, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I'm thinking, me? Me? It was hard for me to receive because I hadn't received positive reinforcement. And if there was some type of reinforcement, even our humor was caustic. Yeah. But, you know, I, I bless my dad. My brother said he's in heaven. My brother said that, you know, he, he, he told me, he said, my mom and my dad used to go to church together. And I, and I text back to him and I say, well, I missed that. I wasn't there. But anyway. <laughs> but bless God. Yeah. Isaiah chapter... Chapter 54, verse 13. This is actually a, a scripture Melody and I would bless our kids before they were even born. We would talk to our kids while they were still in the womb. It says this, And all your children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. We used to speak over our children while they were still in the womb and say, great is the peace of our children for they are taught of the Lord. They're taught of the Lord. Great is the peace of our children. And I believe that, that peace, well, biblical peace isn't just a, an emotional peace. It, it, it is healing, prosperity, and deliverance. It includes all that. It's basically the same thing as salvation. We also see from 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, that our Father 
speaks over us and he says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Jesus said in Hebrews, he said that he is not ashamed of us. He is not ashamed to call us brethren and sistren. <laughs> He's not you just I want don't want anybody left out. He's not afraid. He's not ashamed of you. He's not ashamed of you. He doesn't care. You know, even if you messed up yesterday, I was gonna say screwed up, but probably shouldn't say that. Even if you messed up yesterday, even if you cursed yesterday, even if you said things and thought things and did things you shouldn't do, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Didn't he say, if anyone comes unto me, I will not cast out. Now he might correct you. Even with the family environment I grew up with, when I messed up, they didn't kick me out of the house. They beat the tar out of me, but they didn't kick me out of the house. I wish they would have, you know. But God says, behold what manner of love. Think about it. Envision what manner of love God has for you. That you should be called the sons of God. 3 John 2, Beloved, I, I, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers. That is a blessing that God speaks over us. This is a word from the Lord. It's not just an introduction from an apostle at the beginning of his letter. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. So when he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, and be in health as your soul prosper. God's saying that. I don't know what to say. Read your Bible. He'll give you plenty to say. Malachi. No, 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 no. Don't go to Malachi. Go to Genesis. Genesis 27. Some of you are familiar with the story where Jacob and Esau are... Uh, striving and Jacob is winning. He got his brother's birthright. And Isaac is saying, speaks to Esau and says, go kill me some game and cook it. The, the meal I love, the meal, being, he, is he met, led by the spirit or by the meal? Or by this bet? No, no. So, Rebecca hears it. Esau leaves. She says, Jacob, do what I say. Make a long story short. Isaac blesses Jacob. And as soon as Isaac walks out the door, Esau comes in and says, sit up, father. I've got your meal for you. And he says, who was just here? Who was just here? And he says, the blessing I spoke over him will stay. But listen to this. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceeding great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, 
Me also, oh my father. And I guarantee you that a lot of the problems we have today is because there are children that have never received a blessing from their father. There is a cry. They don't even know why this pain and this emptiness is on the inside of them, but it's because they've never received an affirmation and uh, speaking to their identity and destiny. Or if they have been spoken over, it's been the identity and destiny of Satan speaking words of cursing instead of words of blessing. But Esau... Esau gives us a preview of what our generation is going through. Bless me, me also, Father. You say, well, Matt, yeah, I just didn't bless my kids. Well, start blessing them now. Yeah. Bless them now. You know, even if you didn't bless them when they were babies. Bless them now. Well, they won't hear. They won't listen to me. You don't have to do it in their face. <laughs> Just start speaking blessing over them. If they won't hear you, then speak it in private. You know, let me just say this. If your kids are off the trail, <laughs> you don't need to do spiritual warfare in their face. You do it behind their back. You speak words of affirmation and love in their presence. When they're not in, when they're not, when you're not in their face and you do your spiritual warfare then, casting down the enemy then, but don't do it when they're, because they're thinking, they think I'm the devil. Listen to this. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, he says, Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Notice who turns first. The fathers turn first. Yeah. Well, if that kid never straighten up, no. The heart of the father has to turn first. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children's to the fathers. And I will almost guarantee you, it doesn't say it in the scripture, but I'll guarantee you it's because fathers are starting to bless their kids. They are sp starting to speak destiny and identity to them. It doesn't even have to sound spiritual. Right. If they don't want to hear spiritual stuff, you don't have to sound spiritual. Just speak identity and purpose in their lives. What, what kind of identity can I speak? You are wanted. Yes. I wanted you. You don't need to say, you know, I brought you into this world. I can take you out and make another life. They don't need to hear that. <laughs> no, they need to hear, I wanted you. We planned. And if they didn't, and if you didn't, we want you now. <laughs> Sign for the package, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, Melody and I were not going to have kids because kids were going to be a hindrance to our ministry. <laughs> we were dumb. <laughs> but uh, anyway, 
You reap what you sow. So I, I remember she was sick. We thought she had the flu for two weeks or something like that. And somebody she worked with said, I think you might be pregnant. You better go check. Melly said, no. <laughs> so she went to the doctors and she thought I was going to be angry <laughs> when I heard the news. So I walked in. I, I can still see it now. It's a beautiful, bright day. And uh, I came in through double glass doors. And I said, what's the story, Morning Glory? <laughs> and she said, I'm pregnant. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Man, I didn't have, I didn't, there wasn't any, any sorrow with that at all. Hallelujah. Kids need to know that they're wanted. They need to know that, it, you know, if, if it's too late now, but you can tell your kids before they have kids, let them know they're wanted before they come out. Yeah. Let them know they're wanted even after they get here. Let them know they're wanted when they don't live up to your expectations. Let them know they're loved. Tell them that they have a destiny, that they're going to do something great. But he says, I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Listen to this. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Really, in reality, that is a consequence of not blessing the generations. That is a consequence. I don't have time to go into, you know, uh, into, into nations. They're actually nations that they are the way they are because they didn't receive the Father's blessing. Thank you, Lord. He says in, uh, in Genesis... Chapter 1, verse 28, God created Adam and Eve, made Adam and Eve, and God blessed them. And God blessed them. He says in Genesis 9, 1, so God blessed Noah and his sons. Genesis 12, verse 1, Abraham, now the Lord said to Abraham, out Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. Notice the repeated language of the father, a blessing. And make your name, I will make you, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And you, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You know what? For you to be a blessing, you need to receive a blessing. You need to recognize you are blessed. You need to recognize you're blessed. Thank you, Father. Well, in closing, I want to bless you.
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power to bless. Right now, I just decree that each and every person within the sound of my voice is wanted, yes. is loved. You said, behold, what manner of love the fathers bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. I just decree that their identity is sons and daughters of the living God. I decree that they are accepted in the beloved. I decree that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world to redeem them, to bring them to you. They are wanted. They are loved. You are a pursuer. You are still pursuing them, Father. And they are a blessing. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that they are empowered by the Holy Spirit. They shall do signs and wonders and miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit. They are called to be world changers. They are called to, uh, to bring the life of God, the nature of God, the ability of God into this world. They are called to bring the kingdom. So I bless them now in the name of Jesus. There's not a person within the sound of my voice that is rejected. You are loved. You are received. You are blessed. And you are a success yes. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, how many of you can receive that? Thank you, Lord. Well, as we are blessed, we are to go out and be a blessing. Well, I don't know what to say. Just smile at somebody. You'd be surprised how that helps. Really. If, 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 you, get the front, if you get the snarl off your face, it might help. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, again, I bless this people. People of the Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that they are, they are called into the kingdom for such a time as this. And I thank you, Lord God, that, that they are going to be ministers, not only of reconciliation, but they are going to be ministers of grace to those that hear them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, fathers. Happy Father's Day.